0: Hey podcast, welcome to episode 14 of the Onterpot Newer Show. I'm Thurlow Weed, if you don't already know, and thank you very much for taking the time to listen to the podcast if this is your first podcast that you've listened to. I do appreciate it, and I'm always looking for your feedback. So you can email Onterpot Newer Show at gmail.com to leave feedback, or If you listen through the Anchor app, you can click on that message, and you can leave a message or a sound off, and that way I can go ahead and put it on the show, or I can go ahead and answer your question on the show. So I'm always looking for feedback, and I appreciate it if you leave some. Hopefully, I'm bringing you some value. On today's episode, I want to talk about some of the best ways to grow a business in the cannabis industry and not just grow, but some of the best businesses to start, like where would some of the best money be made or where would the long-term potential be? So I'm going to talk about that today. It's been brought to my attention by a few people. Uh, somebody else yesterday had asked me, you know, what what would be the best Part of the industry to get into if you wanted to, you know, have a sustainable business, but also have something that could grow with the rest of the industry. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you just exactly what I told them. And that is going to be what today's show is about. So grab your pen and paper or just make sure that you've got your good listening on. And I'm going to talk to you about what you can do or what businesses you can get into in the cannabis industry. Now, some of these, yes, you might have to have some money to get into. That is part of the play. But I'm just talking about an overall, probably some of the best businesses or best things that you can do in the cannabis industry and where you can provide some of the biggest value and some of the biggest change. This is The newer Show, episode 14. Thanks for checking it out. So somebody asked me yesterday, and I've been asked this before, if you had the money, what kind of business would you start in the cannabis industry? What do you feel would be the best business that could provide the most value and that could um, see not just long-term results, but could be around potentially for a very long time? Um, Would it be... You know picks and shovels because people, uh, you know, back in the, the golden rush, they they got very wealthy off of picks and shovels, and that seemed to kind of be more long lasting, and more long lasting wealth than actual mining for gold. Or would it be mining for gold? So in other words, would it be selling the products to grow or create or build uh, dispensaries or brands within the industry? Or would it be better to actually go out there and get your hands wet in the industry? This is where I see the industry right now. And being is the fact that it's so young, if you've got the money, then you really need to take the shot at building a brand in the cannabis industry. And there's, there's some big reasons for this and a couple of different ways that you can do this. The biggest ways that I feel or I see that you can do this are by actually creating a brand. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be a strain. But a brand of cannabis, meaning that you have your own growing technique, you have uh, your own way of doing it, you have you, you can even have that copywritten or patented in the way that you grow. And I prefer to set it up in a, in a way that it's intellectual property, that you actually have it patented. And there are some reasons for this because that's really where the value of the business is going to be, that and the brand itself. You need to have quality product. That is a given. Okay, But with the industry, the way it is right now at this current time, even stuff that some people or cannabis connoisseurs may say is not good is still going to be very good for people who are not regular smokers. So people who are not regular smokers or people who have not tried cannabis cannabis before are not going to necessarily want to smoke the most potent shit out there right away. So that being said, there's a chance right now to be able to basically turn any product that will consumers will be happy with into a brand okay meaning that even if connoisseurs don't think that your cannabis is the best even if it's not the best to win awards like the high times award you can still build a very strong customer base and loyal customers off of that brand Again, where you're going to get the where you're going to get a lot of the value in it is the the intellectual property rights because it's not easy for every state, should I say it? It's not easy for every business to just go pop up in another state once another state becomes legal. That state is going to have regulations, and depending on the regulations, if you haven't been a resident there or lived there then you're not going to be able to um, necessarily be able to start a business there. But what you can do is if you have a brand already being built and you have intellectual property on how you're growing and your whole process from basically from, from seed to to harvest and, and curing and everything or seed to shelf, if you have that process patented and if you have intellectual property rights on it, you can then license – your brand name your logo and your intellectual property rights to a business in that other state and there you have expanded your brand without having to deal with all of the new regulations the new security and all of that you've licensed your brand and your brand is now available in another state without having to and you're actually getting receiving revenue from it without having to put all the costs up. You have to do your due diligence. You have to make sure that the people that you're partnering with are reliable people who are going to do what needs to be done and follow the letter of the law because you don't want them slinging it out the back door to other states that aren't legal and get busted and bring your whole brand down. So you have to do your due diligence in that way. You don't want to just go signing a license agreement with anybody else. But signing that licensing agreement is, is pertin, pertinent to being able to expand into the growth of your brand. So think about that. Now some people are going to say, well, why is this the best opportunity? Or why do you feel that this is the best opportunity? The reason that I feel that this is the best opportunity and from what I've seen is because there's going to be a point in time if you look back in history on certain things and in certain ways history tends to repeat itself. So if you look back on history and you look at the alcohol brands that came out, there's a few different things that happened and you can see it with like Constellation Brands that owns Corona. Um, You can even see it with tobacco companies. Okay, when there when when alcohol was out there, when tobacco was out there and and the businesses were thriving and there's new businesses starting up, all these different brands, Paul Mall, Marlboro, Newport, uh, Budweiser, Coors, Schlitz, okay, all they, they were all different companies. Kind of like now with cannabis. There's all these different companies and grows and brands out there. As time goes on, as the federal government legalizes and things get in a more normal pattern 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, what you're going to start to see is the same thing that you've seen in the tobacco industry and the liquor industry where a company like Constellation Brands owns multiple different brands of liquor. You see what I'm saying? Or tobacco. Altera Altera owns Marlboro. Okay? And probably some other cigarette brands that just may not be as well known. They start bigger companies or bigger corporations, be it outside ones that were never part of the cannabis industry or be it ones that have been part of the cannabis industry that are growing, are going to start buying up brands and consolidating as they grow. So you may have XYZ brand and you may become one of those uh, giants that start buying BXC brand and CDX brand and FBC brand. So those brands are still around, but you're buying them out so you can have those brands under your belt as part of your intellectual property or as part of your business portfolio or company portfolio or investment portfolio, however you want to look at it. Or it's going to be an outside company that's like like Altera is doing or like Constellation Brands is doing where they're like, yo, we're already into liquor. We're already into tobacco. This falls into our heavy, heavily regulated industries. This falls into what, what the federal government is going to be regulating at some point in time. So since this is going on... um It's will start buying up these other brands, and then you're going to start seeing, uh, you know, then you could start seeing a majority of of old tobacco and old uh, liquor companies that are now, you know, falling into what is just seen as another part of their industry, and they start scooping these brands up. So that's where the value is. You can build a brand, and either a, you will be a connoisseur brand that builds your own identity, and you stay strong. Or you will become a larger company that buys up other brands, or your brand is going to be bought up. Now, with Altira buying into another company currently for $1.8 billion, if you're going to be bought out, the price is going to have to be pretty high, especially since you're around from the beginning. So when thinking about this, the, the, it has long, long-term prospects. It really does if you play the field right. It's the same thing with extracts. It, it, it really is the exact same thing. If you don't have a grow, but you have an extraction process that you can patent and you can grow a brand around it, then you can now license that or start other uh, you know, locations. I guess you could say manufacturing facilities in other states if if you can do that. You know, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. It depends on the state and their laws. But the ones that you can't just go open yourself, you can then license it and still have your brand grow. And it's the same thing. At a point in time, there's gonna be consolidation, and either you're gonna be buying up all of these companies, or these companies, you're gonna be bought up with these companies. But regardless, you have a chance to bring continued value and you have a chance to be the Budweiser or the, the Marlboro or the Newport or the Heineken of, of cannabis. And there's really not any type of pick and ax businesses that you're able to be able to potentially bring that much value to a wide range of people. With the pick and ax business, you are bringing value to other business owners in the industry. That's about it but you have to start out being super competitive because a lot of people are doing that right now. Or you're able to take the chance and be able to build something that could go on and live around for 15, 20, 30, 50, 90, 100 years or more. So think about that, and that's what I look at when it comes to the possibilities. Now, of course, it's going to take money to get something like this started, but the whole idea is, is what would have the, the most potential, the, the longest staying power, um, and that would be it building your own brand of cannabis or your own brand creating your own brand of cannabis or your own brand of extracts what's great is you can then especially with extracts there's a lot of ancillaries you can then ha- use XYZ brand and have XYZ brand vaporizers and XYZ brand containers and XYZ brand uh, glass thing glasses uh, 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 rigs was the word there's a lot of different possibilities. In in cannabis, you can do the same thing, but there's not as many branding possibilities as there is with concentrates. So that's something else to look at too. So that's it for this episode. I hope that you're able to get some value out of it. I'm not saying that the pick and axe business businesses or even other ancillary businesses are not a good way to go go or a good way to grow to be honest with you. Yes, you can start an ancillary business, even like iBake Denver uh, or a cannabis club or something like that that you can that is long lasting. It is, but I when it comes down to um, value to people that you will be able to reach the most and when it comes down to staying power a brand that's actually cannabis or uh, cannab- not or, but in a brand that's actually flower or concentrate related to where you actually have your own brand that way in my opinion has l- a lot more staying power than any ancillary business because A, if that brand isn't around for flower or extractions then chances are that that ancillary brand isn't going to be around. So you, you have that greatest potential and the greatest value of being able to meet people or not meet people but bring value to people with that type of brand you're going to reach more people with your flour potentially or your extracts or extracts potentially than you would with a pipe or even a club or whatnot. So it, again, those are different things um, to look at. And it's my opinion. Uh, I would love to hear your feedback. If you want to sound off and you're on the Anchor app, just go ahead and drop a message. If you have an email and you want to send it, go ahead and send it on over to show at gmail.com. That's show at gmail.com. Also, if you're interested in being interviewed on the newer Show, maybe you are an newer you have a business in the cannabis industry, I'm looking to interview you and share your experiences with our listeners. So go ahead and send an email to Show at gmail.com and I'll go ahead and uh, you know give me a little bit of your information and where I can check you out and see what your business is about and we can go ahead and book you for an interview. Also, I do YouTube Vlog, so you can find me on YouTube. Um, I have a link in my uh, profile on Instagram. So follow me on Instagram, Thurlow.weed. That's Thurlow.weed. And follow me on Twitter at Thurlow Weed. Thank you again for checking out the podcast. I hope there's some value there. If there is, please share it with somebody that you think will find value in it as well. Thank you very much for your time. Have an awesome day.